The third episode of my spooky Zillennial life begins now. Hello everyone. I had a very dumb blonde moment just a few days ago. I did not realize that there are actually kind of five weeks of spooky content that I can do because I recorded the first episode of my spooky Zillennial life on October 1st. That was a Thursday and little did I know there would be four more weeks instead of just three after that. So yeah, um, this is the third episode and I will do two more. If you guys have any ideas, uh, definitely send those to me on my Instagram at my uh, Zillennial pod. I almost said my spooky Zillennial pod. No, this is just for the month of October. If you guys don't like the scary content, I'll be back to relatively normal content next month, but just wanted to say there are actually going to be two more episodes, not just one. I don't know why I thought that um, there were only four, but I guess just in my brain, I was like, well, a month has four weeks. So yeah, that's how that works. You would have thought that I would, you know, take a look at a calendar to double check, but I, I did not. I don't look at calendars very often, to be honest with you. So, yeah, I um, am super excited to be recording today's episode. I'm hoping I can get it done pretty quickly because I've got some other things to do this evening, and I also procrastinated this episode, and I'm recording on a Thursday night, so i got to get it uploaded by tomorrow, but I'm not going to rush. I'm just going to have a good time like usual. Um, I think I've said this before, but these are just super therapeutic for me to record. I get to sit down and talk, and that's one of my favorite things to do. I like to talk. So we will see how long this episode ends up being. Um, the agenda is, you know, as usual, I'll talk about a lesson from my life this past week. And then at the end, or towards like the middle, I'm actually going to do some scary stories. So I had one person submit another scary story to me. It was my friend Amanda, so I'll probably tell her story at the end. And then before that, I think I'm going to cover some spooky things from my life that I've experienced. I haven't had any like paranormal experiences, but uh, you know, I have had some kind of scary ones. So I might talk about those. I might uh, go through a list of like Missouri's most haunted places or something like that. But yeah, it's going to be a little bit all over the place, but we are going to have a good time. And if you like scary, spooky stories, then definitely stay tuned. First things first, I will go ahead and touch on kind of what's been on my mind, my heart lately, and a lesson from this past week. I'll essentially start by saying that this past Saturday, um, kind of random, but basically my parents had uh, hired College Hunks. College Hunks is like this company where they hire like men who are in college. Um, I almost said boys, but I guess they're men. Yeah they're men. And these college men are hired to come and do some heavy lifting of like furniture and things like that. And they take it away, they haul it away. And so they came by on Saturday. And I, I think my parents just we have a lot of stuff to um, kind of get rid of and declutter and um, a lot of work to do in the sense that we just are trying to sort of just have less stuff in the house. And so they came by and they picked up quite a few things, uh, a ping pong table, um, and then kind of some more sentimental stuff like my dresser that I've had since I was really young. My grandparents bought me a whole furniture set when I was like five years old, and I actually remember going and picking out the furniture set, but yeah, so they hauled away my, my dresser and our 
family TV. We bought this like TV back in 2000 and I don't even know, like six or seven. And we had movie nights in the basement with this TV and then eventually it broke. But it's like one of those huge, like original flat screen TVs, not even flat screen, but it's like, it's a big box basically. And so they came and took that and it was just kind of, I don't know, a little bit bittersweet. Like my mom was actually pretty emotional about it because I think this is what a lot of people do and I definitely do this, but when you have items, whether it's a piece of furniture or a piece of clothing, anything, oftentimes you've attached memories to that item. So when you get rid of it, whether you donate it or you, you know, you sell it, you are kind of, I guess, breaking ties in a way with that item. And it almost feels like you're breaking ties with that memory as well. It could be a bad memory or a good memory. And so I think for my mom, um, she's definitely not looking forward to when we have to go through the basement and kind of get rid of a lot of our toys from our childhood. She just said she feels like she's like losing our childhood. But yeah, I think that taught me a lot right there, just on Saturday dealing with that. And uh, my family is going through some changes right now. There have been a lot of changes that have happened this year to my family, but I'm sure probably within the next year or two, I'm going to have to move out of my childhood home. And that's looking to be like what's going to happen. And it's something that I've known will probably happen, was going to happen for a while now. And um, I'll still live with my parents. That's probably what's you know, going to end up being the case, but I won't live here, you know, in the house that I grew up in anymore. Okay, side note, guys, I had to pause. Um, I live near an airport. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but there are constantly airplanes. Do you hear this? This is ridiculous. I, I feel like I never notice them until I sit down to record, and yeah, I'm sorry if you ever hear airplanes in the background. Just another annoying noise that I, I guess I just have to somehow figure out how to edit out but anyways yeah enjoy those airplane sounds as i was saying the whole thing is very um bittersweet's not a good way to really explain it i guess it kind of is because moving on from your childhood home or just moving out of a place that you've been so i guess used to is kind of exciting and also sad because you're leaving behind a place that you love usually and at the same time, you're starting something new. And I'm actually a little bit excited, you know, for the day when we do move because um, I'll be able to look forward to my new room at the new place, wherever we move to. Um, and then ultimately what's going to happen um, is I'll have a place to sleep at my parents' house and place to come home to if I need to. But I'll probably end up moving out um, of my parents' home within the next year or so. And I'll probably end up living with my boyfriend, Levi. I don't really know when that'll happen um, or if it'll really happen, but that's the plan. And so the more I think about these changes that are going to happen, I just kind of tie it back into this year. And this year is one that I have kind of known was coming um, in the sense that at the end of every single other year, I've looked back on that specific year thinking, wow nothing bad really has happened in my life and that sounds super kind of like I don't know uppity in a way but I've had I'm, I'm blessed to say that I've had a pretty good life I have both of my parents they're married and I have a house a roof over my head I had my grandparents for most of my life and um you know I just kind of like there was this fear at the end of each year that I I was always kind of waiting I was like okay when is when is everything going to break down? Like, when is, 
when is all the bad stuff going to start happening to me, you know? And I think that's just the case for a lot of people. People are always fearful of the future. We're always thinking about what's next. And we forget to just live in the now. Um, so when 2020 started, I'm sure I had that thought of like, oh, well, hopefully this year is another good one because so far, so good. Well, that changed pretty quickly at the beginning of this year, obviously. Um, COVID stuff started happening, you know, in like late February. I think that's when I first really kind of heard about it. And then by mid-March, it became very real. So that was my, my first inkling of like, okay, this is this is um, not going to be an easy year for a lot of people. Um, I just was hoping at that time that, you know, COVID wouldn't impact me personally or any of my loved ones. And um, there was a lot of fear and there still is because we're not through this pandemic. COVID's not going anywhere. Um, so then amongst all of that, my grandma started to go downhill and she was put on in-home hospice care, I think in like February. And um, I, in my head, didn't really think that she would pass that quickly, but um, she was on in-home hospice care throughout quarantine, essentially. So my mom just stayed with her for like two whole months and took care of her. And it was just me, my dad, and my sister. And then my grandma passed away, unfortunately, on May 20th. So that was like the second big bad thing, I guess, to happen. I guess that was probably the, yeah, that was the third because what happened before that was in April, one of my close friends from high school died in a car accident. I hadn't seen her in a long time, but she um, did pass away on Easter Sunday. So that happened in April. Grandma passed away in May. Pandemic, you know, was like the first real big thing, but as far as like personal things go, those two deaths that happened in my life this year definitely stand out to me, especially my grandma's death because I think that is probably the closest person to me that I've lost thus far in my life. Um, my grandpa did pass away back in 2011, um, but I think I was just kind of younger and that was almost 10 years ago, so it's just hard for me to sometimes like recall that grief. And so now that my grandma's gone, What's very unique about the way that I've dealt with that is that I think because of the pandemic, the, because of the way that our world is right now, this whole year has felt so surreal that I have not got, gotten a chance or given myself a chance to really even understand that my grandma's gone. And there are just a few other things that have piled up on top of that. And I almost just use, um, you know, the happy things in my life as a distraction from dealing with that. So I just feel like life has passed me by so quickly. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I feel like I haven't gotten a chance to breathe. Like, I feel like I've been holding my breath this entire year, just waiting for the next bad thing to happen and having this constant feeling of how could this year get worse, you know? And as much as I like to focus on the positive things, there are those days when it does feel very suffocating. It just feels like this is the year, as I was saying earlier, that I have been waiting for and I think in a lot of ways I needed it like I needed this year and I'm going to come out of this year with a lot of lessons and, and memories bad and good and um, I actually tweeted something recently and it has to do with the fact that everyone wants 2020 to be over because I guess you know somehow if 2020 ends everything will get better but in all reality guys that's not how it works so I tweeted 2020 will end but sadly Bad things won't ever really stop happening. Stay positive, live in the now, and lean on those you love when you need to. 
And that's a reminder to myself, you know, because I oftentimes forget to just live in the moment. It's very important to try and realize that the only time you have is right now. You have no idea what's ahead and there's no reason to be super anxious about what's ahead because that's only you spending the time that you have right now being anxious about what hasn't happened yet. So live in the now and be grateful for the past. Um, and yeah, that's my lesson. Very long and I don't even know what that really entailed. I started with talking about college hunks. So hopefully you understand where, what I'm getting at here. And honestly, my mind's all over the place tonight because there's just a lot of changes happening um, at some point. I think I said this already, but yeah, I'm going to be moving out of my childhood home, and I, I'm i not sure if I'm ready for that, but um, anyways, we're going to move on to the spooky, scary part of the podcast. Uh, hopefully, I haven't scared you or made you sad enough already with what I've been talking about, but it's meant to be positive. I'm just trying to remind you guys to just, you know, definitely be grateful for the people you have in your life, material possessions that you attach memories to and feelings to. They don't matter in the long run. What matters is the time you have right now with the people that you love. And with that sappy stuff said, let's move on to the scarier part of this podcast. I have a few things I want to talk about, a few stories and stuff. Um, I don't think this will be a super long episode, honestly. Uh, I went over 30 minutes last week, so I'm going to try to keep it under 30 minutes this time. And we are going to start with a story that was sent in by... My friend Amanda, she was my sweet mate in college, and I miss her. She lives in Columbia, Missouri now with her husband, and I can't wait until I get to see you again, Amanda, if you're listening. I am excited to tell this uh, story that you emailed me, and she also sent it to me like in a Snapchat video, so I kind of have a good idea of what this is going to be about. Of course, right before I am about to tell this story that Amanda sent, my refrigerator turns on and it is conveniently next to my desk and I've complained about it before and you're probably tired of me complaining about it, but guys, it has started making these cracking sounds and it's really spooky, especially when I'm trying to sleep, um, but I know it's literally just the bottles of knockoff vitamin water from Costco, they're just like cracking and crinkling, I don't know why, but that's what I think is happening. I hope the fridge isn't gonna like explode or something I don't know, I'll keep you guys updated um on what I'm gonna do about my mini fridge because I'm starting to get kind of tired of it being in here um anyways that has absolutely nothing to do with this story let's get started with it this is titled spooky Lexington story all right Amanda's story starts here back when I was little I was very active in dance I had dance classes every Tuesday and Thursday however the small town I am from didn't have a studio so, my dance classes were always in the next town over. When I was around 10, my mom and I were heading back to our hometown after dance one evening, and it was pouring down rain. The kind of rain that when you're driving, you can't see more than a couple of feet in front of you. The kind of rain that would make your clothing soaked from just running to your vehicle. As we were driving down the highway, we came across an area that was only illuminated by the headlights of our car. We suddenly felt a cold chill, even though the heat was on to keep the windshield from fogging up. I can still remember the eerie feeling. We were rounding a curve on the road when we saw them, a mother and her son. The woman was probably in her 40s. She was wearing a camel-colored Carhartt coat, denim jeans, and work-style boots. Her hair was light, unkept, and wiry. The child was probably around 12, had very dark hair, and a dark puffer jacket on, and was holding his mother's hand. They stood on the side of the road, staring straight across the highway. 
They didn't have an umbrella, and yet they appeared completely dry, and they were unfazed by our vehicle passing, and they didn't move their head from staring into the distance. My mom and I both questioned what we had seen, acknowledging that we both saw the exact same thing and how peculiar, peculiar it all felt. When we pulled into our hometown, we stopped by a gas station. I was a very social child and talked to everyone as if I had known them for years, so much so that I felt completely comfortable telling the attendant what we had just witnessed. That's when everything really went into shock. The attendant said she was from the town we had just left. She told us about an accident that had happened on the highway at the same curve we were on a few years back. It was a mother and her two children. They were all declared dead on the scene. The mother and son still in the vehicle. The other child had been ejected from the car and flown across the highway. After speaking with her, we all agreed that the mother was searching for her other child. My mom and I can still recount every detail to this day, and every time I pass that curve, I still feel cold. Thank you so much, Amanda, for sending in that story. I honestly need you to send in like 10 more because, guys, I only got two story submissions. I had the one from last week that I read, and then Amanda was the only one to send me one this past week. And I think to a certain extent, um, maybe people just don't feel like typing up an email because you kind of have to almost type it in a story-like format. So uh, thank you again to Kristen and Amanda for sending me uh, these stories. I am actually very thankful you did because both of them were super interesting and definitely scary. And it is always so cool to hear people's, um, you know, spooky stories of things that actually happened to them, whether that is a paranormal experience or with Kristen's case, it was like real, you know, scary human beings. So yes, uh, there are two more weeks of my spooky zillennial life, guys. So if you have any stories that come to mind, please email them to makeupkatie95 at gmail.com. While we're on the topic of Amanda, um, once again, love that she sent in the paranormal story but she also reminded me of one that I actually I guess I tried to block out from my memory but this was something that happened to us in college and it would have been I think like October of 2014 so it was my first semester at UCM I had just met Amanda and Carlin Carlin was my roommate Amanda was our suite mate so uh, she was in the dorm room next to ours and we shared a bathroom with her so uh, the three of us got very close and had lots of fun times but uh, the specific thing that I can remember from that first semester happened in October or it might have actually been November I just remember that it was definitely fall and it was cold outside oh and Taylor Swift's new album had just been released so I believe we were listening to that on our trip to downtown Kansas City for an evening of shopping and um, so we drove to Kansas City uh, the school we went to is in Warrensburg Missouri which is about a 15 minute drive from KC so we would go to Kansas City pretty often at the end of the night when we were done eating dinner and shopping um, at the plaza in Kansas City we got into Amanda's little I think it was a Chevy Cobalt I don't remember what kind of car you had Amanda but it was a two-door uh, red car and so I hopped in the back and Carlin was in the passenger seat and Amanda was driving and we were on highway 50 actually I don't know if we were on 50 yet but anyways we were on a highway <laughs> it doesn't matter what highway we were on it kind of does but anyways we're driving it's dark out we're you know jamming along to Taylor Swift and Amanda would probably recall it better because I think in a lot of ways, I mean, she was the one driving, but she just had a better memory of what happened because I don't fully 
remember all the details. I just have little snippets. Essentially, we're on the highway and all of a sudden we start seeing a car driving headfirst in our direction. So driving the wrong way on the highway. And um, thank goodness Amanda swerved out of the way just in time and we were okay. But she kind of slowed her car down and we we turned our heads around to watch where this car was going. And it was definitely like a four-lane highway. So, you know, 60 miles per hour speed limit. People are going really fast and don't have a lot of time to, you know, swerve. So we were really scared to see what would happen, you know, seeing this car going the wrong direction. What was going to happen to the cars behind us? And all I can remember is in a slow motion kind of film reel in my head, just seeing this car that was driving the wrong way, um, I guess sort of slow down. I don't even know what they did, but they might have hit another car. I just know that they didn't hit that other car super bad. I think they tried to turn around in the middle of the highway or they just, I, who knows what, you know, was going on in their head. I, they were either possibly on drugs. I don't want to assume anything. They could have been in diabetic shock. Um, anything like that. Who knows? But they, it didn't look like they hit the people behind us super bad, but I do recall the person who had been driving the wrong way backing their car up into the median. Yeah, the median. Median? Yeah. And just hitting it super hard and their head just like flinging back or flinging forward. I don't know which way. And, um, and then driving forward and hitting another car that had stopped. And um, I'm sure that slowed the person down. I don't think they drove off after that. But we, we just ended up driving away because we were on a highway. So we had just had to keep going and we weren't involved in the accident. Um, and it was probably dangerous to pull over where we were as well. So we just decided to keep going on. And, you know, hopefully later we'd be able to find an accident report to figure out what exactly happened. In a lot of ways, this is not really a scary story, but in other ways it is because um, basically we are never able to find any uh, proof that the accident happened or any accident report of any kind. I don't know if we were just looking in the wrong place, but usually all accidents are like reported on a public record, I, I believe. And um, so yeah, we were never, never able to find like what exactly happened in that accident, what exactly happened that night. All I know is that someone was watching over us because... We were able to swerve out of the way of that car, and thank goodness we made it home safely that night. Um, so, yeah, that was just a story that Amanda reminded me of, and like I said, I kind of have completely forgot about that memory, and I know it really affected Amanda, so hopefully hearing me tell it did not affect her too negatively, but Amanda, I'm just really happy that we were okay that night. And I guess I have time for another story, maybe two more, um, that are just personal to me. And the next one is a little bit more creepy than the last one I just told because it's one that I've never been able to fully explain. I've never gotten answers about it. And it's also one that I want to tell because um, it involves my grandpa, who I'm very thankful to have in my life. And um, my grandma, you know, the one that just passed away, that was my grandpa's wife. So he um, is someone who, you know, him and my grandma lived very close to us. So growing up, we would go over there all the time and I still go over there as often as I can and he used to tell us scary stories or just stories in general in the basement so he has you know a, an unfinished basement but 
Um, it has like some carpet on it and then his office is down there and then there are some windows you know like basement windows the small square ones that you could crawl out of if you really needed to so those are there and I just remember when I was probably around seven or eight years old maybe even younger um, we were all down there and it was actually probably like Halloween night if not around the same time as Halloween and it was my grandpa my cousin Austin me and my brother I do not even think my sister was either alive yet or she was just like a baby at that time so we were all down there my grandpa had turned off all the lights we were sitting around his desk and I think he just had like a flashlight um on or something and my grandma and my mom were upstairs and they were just talking in the living room and as my grandpa was sitting there telling us this scary story all of a sudden my cousin Austin it might have actually been my brother but I'm pretty sure it was my cousin looks up and starts screaming at the window the small window and said oh my god what is that what is that someone's looking in at us with a mask or something i i was too terrified in the moment as a child this like really scarred me for a little while uh, i don't think i would go in my grandpa's basement after this for a little while anyways someone my cousin and my poppy and my brother i guess they all saw this face peering in um to the window and keep in mind it's nighttime so i wasn't gonna look at it but then my cousin grabs a cap gun which if you don't know that's like a little toy gun but you can put this like stuff in it that makes it kind of spark when you press the trigger and they started like shooting at the window and before i knew it it was over and whatever was there was gone so we're all screaming in the basement so obviously my mom comes down and asks what's going on and um i'm not entirely sure now like looking back i I would think that maybe it was like my mom trying to play a prank on us or something, but I'm not sure if she would have been able to get down there that quickly after we saw the face. And I was always so thankful that I never saw it because I don't have that memory of whatever it was peeking in, but my brother I think does, and so does my cousin because he was older. And uh, I like to think that maybe it wasn't my mom or my grandma or whoever trying to play a prank on us. I like to think that maybe it was something else, but that's just one specific kind of spooky memory I have. And every time I go to my grandpa's house now, I look at those windows and kind of remember that um, that night. But yeah, that's just special memory I'll always have of my grandpa because he always did things like that with us. Um, and he is a very, very good grandpa. I really don't have a lot of super, you know, scary stories of things that have happened to me personally, but that one definitely stands out um, as an unexplainable event that happened in my life. And another unexplainable event that happened was when I was around seven or eight years old. I was going to sleep. I was actually sleeping on my bedroom floor because that night we had a bunch of family over and they were all here from Texas. So my dad's sister and my cousins were here and I'm assuming, yeah, from what I recall, I was sleeping on my floor because we were all sleeping, like, you know, having a sleepover, me and my cousins. So I think there was a Winnie the Pooh CD on the CD player, and we had fallen asleep to that, and all I remember is being woken up to a loud, almost like a bee buzzing past my ear, or some kind of just buzzing sound very loudly in my ear. I know that doesn't sound very scary and it kind of sounds silly, but at the time, I guess the sound of a buzz in my ear must have, and I literally mean triggered me, I don't know if that's the correct term to use, but it did something, and I 
at seven or eight years old had a panic attack. I literally felt like I was going to die. It's actually the only memory I have of having like an actual panic attack. Um, I just felt very lightheaded and I just started freaking out. So I went downstairs and I can remember my aunt comforting me and something about the buzzing sound just made me extremely nervous for days to come. I didn't stop thinking about it. Again, I'm only like seven or eight years old, so pretty irrational thoughts here. I don't know what I thought it was. I, I guarantee you, looking back now, it was probably just the uh, CD, like, you know, making a weird sound or something because there was music on. Or maybe there was a fly in the room and it buzzed past my ear. Who knows? But it was so loud and audible that it just completely had, made me have a breakdown. And here's where it goes a step further with how dramatic I was about it and how much it really did scare me. Um, I did not sleep in my bedroom after that incident for I think the next two or three years, I actually slept in my brother's room. We shared a room because of this incident. Um, it may have been more like one or two years. But I don't really remember, but my brother had bunk beds in his room and I shared a room with him because I did not want to sleep in my room after that night. The reason I bring this up, the reason I even tell the story is because I think something similar happened to me a few weeks ago when I was staying in the old vintage, like very old cottage in Herman, Missouri. Um, we were staying in an Airbnb that was built in the 1800s, and it just had a very eerie feeling to it. And I, I loved it until I had to go to sleep that night. And uh, Levi was already asleep next to me, and the bed was very uncomfortable, which kind of sucked. But I, yeah, I was having trouble sleeping. And as I was in and out of sleep, I just heard this loud, audible male voice in my ear. And I actually didn't freak out about it in the moment. I was just like, no, you know what? I'm convinced that our brains sometimes just play tricks on us. And I mean, I don't, I'm not saying I'm hearing voices or anything like that, but it just, I just kind of played it off as like, yeah, I think I was like in and out of a dream or something, but I just heard this voice in my ear. And um, I feel like it has happened to me a few other times, but because this was in a creepy cottage, I definitely will remember it. And I'm proud of myself for not letting it give me more anxiety because I was already actually very anxious that night and just uneasy um, when I was trying to go to sleep I just I could not sleep it was a very uncomfortable bed for one like I said and just kind of just a very eerie cottage or just Airbnb in general so yeah I mean our stay was nice and Herman was really nice but something about that place was just off so yeah let me know if anything like that has happened to you not necessarily like do you hear voices because if you're hearing voices that aren't there, that could be a whole other thing. And I'm not saying that's what's been happening to me or has happened to me in the past. I'm just saying there's been a few creepy instances where I just am falling asleep and I hear something audibly like in my ear, like super close to my ear. So yeah, it's actually really sad looking back because I did let the whole buzzing in my ear incident control my life. And I think <laughs> I was an anxious child. I probably could have probably could have benefited from some therapy as a child. I had different stages I went through where I didn't want to get on the school bus because I was afraid that it would crash and other fun things like that. Maybe I'll do an episode where I just talk about all the things I was anxious about as a child. Um, but overall, I had a great childhood. So uh, yeah, anyways, I said I wasn't going to go over 30 minutes, but I did. And here we are. I could probably tell you like a few more other stories. I kind of want to do a whole episode where I just read stories from Reddit, but I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to do that. I feel like Jenna and Julian, um, 
I don't know if you're familiar with them, but Jenna Marbles and her boyfriend Julian had a podcast, and they actually, like, a year ago told, like, a whole story from Reddit, and they had to take that episode down and apologize to the writer, so I feel like if I could find a good Reddit, Reddit thread of stories that people, like, like, true stories that people have written, that won't be a bad idea to read those maybe next week. Let me know if you guys would like that. And with that said, I'll go ahead and end the episode here. Um, if you guys do have any recommendations on what you want me to talk about next week, just DM me at Pod on Instagram, or you can also message me on my main Instagram, which is this, just Katie Leggett. I can't talk, sorry. Um, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and I will talk to you in next week's episode of my spooky millennial life.